So we're starting on Daf uh, on Daf Beis and Mesechtes Beis. So Zakta Mishnah Beis Shenol Do Yantif. You have a egg that was laid on Yantif. Bishami Am Teocha. Bishami says you're allowed to eat on Yantif. It's not a problem. Muksa Beisol Am Loi Teocha. Beisol says you're not allowed to eat it and you're not allowed to touch it. Now, once we mention that there is a case where Beisol is more machmir than Bishami, we bring two other cases. So Bishami Yom Yisar Bichzayis. Bishami says when it comes to Saar, which is one type of thing that's Asar on Pesach, the halacha, the 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 Isser, is applies to a, a kezayis, but for chametz, when it comes to chametz, which is different than sar, it's a it's a volume of a kaiseves of a date. Beisil Oimim Beisil says no zevas zevichzayis. Both shiurim are the smaller share of a kezayis, and so it comes out that Beisil is more machmed than bisham. The third uh, the third case hashoyche chayav oif biyamtiv. Let's say you shecht a chayor oif on yamtiv. So they are the only animals that have a chiyuv of um, of um, um, kisi adam. Is a is a behem, is a is a not a behema only a chayyan and a knife. So the problem here is where you're getting your dirt from, right? So you have two problems here. Problem number one is dirt is muksa. Problem number two is that how are you going to get the dirt? You're going to dig it up. If you're going to dig it, it's a told of either plowing or building. And then again, you have the problem of muksa. So Beishamay and Beishamay says, so, so now, are you allowed to shech? Now, normally, you're allowed to shech tanyantif, right? Because you need a fa'ichal nefesh. But the problem's going to be, what are you going to do with the kisi adam? So Beishamay and Beishamay says, yachbar bededeh, bededeh, bedekar v'chasen. No problem. You're allowed to dig up the earth, and you're allowed to use it, and we're going to see exactly what the, what the, um, uh, how, how you're getting around the, 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 um, malachah. Uh, in the Gemara, Beisol says no. So he says two things. He says first of all, the, the dirt has to already be dug, and also it has to be prepared, which means you're avoiding now a muksa problem and you're avoiding a malacha problem. And if you didn't, you're not allowed to shecht it. But Beisol will admit that if you're ready shecht you should dig with a spade and cover it. Right. Uh, um, so so basically, Beisol is saying that if there's a derabanan here of muksa, we're not going to tell. You not to do a daraisa of kisi adam because of a derabanan uh, of muksa. And again, the Gemara is going to have to deal with how you're getting around. What? Yeah, what about the tolda? Oh, so the Gemara is going to deal with how you're going to get around it. Uh, how you're going to get around it's not how it's not actually digging. Okay. Sheifer kira muchanu. Right. We're gonna. I, I think we're gonna say we touched upon this once before. I think we're gonna say that it was already dug up before. It was already separated from the ground before before yantif. Sheifer kira muchanu. There's this. One liner that's sort of stuck in the, in the end that the ashes of a stove are considered prepared, which the Gemara is going to deal with what does this have to do with the rest of the mission? Okay, so now, but my askina, we want to know now, back to the egg, what are we dealing with? What type of chicken are we dealing with, right? So, again, the chicken itself, if it, it's designated for achila, so then it's not moksan on yantif, because you could kill it and you can eat it. But if it's designated for laying eggs, then it is moksan yantif, right? Because you're not eating it, it's not like a fish, and it's laying eggs, which is is so it's so it itself is not it designated for a, a mutter use on 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 yontif. So if you're going to eat it, my time at the basilo. Why does basilo say it's muksa? What's the problem? The egg is just an extension of the mother, right? If you take a piece of challah, which is not which is not muksa, right? You're allowed to eat it, and you cut off a piece. Now I separate a piece of challah here from the rest of the challah. It's muksa. It's not muksa. It's just separated. It's. Uh, uh, a piece from oichel is oichel. It's not. It doesn't change the status. So why does the egg change? Why does Beisol say it's awesome? Uchlo difference. It's just a separated piece of a piece of food. Oh, it's so what are you going to tell me? It's a, a hen that was designated to lay eggs. So then, why does Beishamai say it's okay? So Gemara says, my What's your problem? Maybe Beishamai doesn't hold the muksa. Now let's try to refresh ourselves. I know it was many, many months ago, possibly years ago, but. When we did Masech the Shabbos, I don't remember when exactly we did it, it was a while ago, right? We talked about Moksa. 
Now remember, we had the machoikas, famous machoikas between Reb Shimon and Reb Yehuda, right? Reb Shimon's always letting us do things on Shabbos. Reb Yehuda's always telling us, don't do that, right? So we'll come, we're going to come back to that. Now, we said that Beisha, Reb Shimon and Reb Yehuda, Reb Shimon less than muksa. It doesn't mean he doesn't hold muksa exists. It means he has a very narrow definition of what's muksa. And most things, if you don't have them in mind specifically, Reb Shimon will say that you're allowed to touch them. It's only something specifically that's set aside for muksa. Reb Yehuda says no. It's just the opposite. You've got to come from the other direction. Everything's muksa unless you specifically have a designated use for it, right? So that's isle muksa, lesle muksa. So Zati Gemara, let's say that this is a chicken that is made to lay eggs, but he doesn't hold a muksa, meaning the chicken it might have a use on yantith. Maybe you're going to get hungry and you can decide, I want to use one of the egg-laying chickens to eat. So according to Reb Shimon, it would be okay. And Beishamah holds like Reb Shimon. Because there's a difference here. Muksa may, Reb Shimon may allow you uh, a very narrow definition. But this is Neulot. Neulot is something that was not available before Shabbos Yantif and became available on Yantif. So the Gemara now assumes that even Reb Shimon, who doesn't have a broad definition of Muksa, would agree that Neulot, something which did not exist before Shabbos and could not possibly have been anticipated, right, that you, would, you, couldn't, you couldn't designate it because it didn't exist. So that, he, even if Shimon would agree, is, is Moksa. So again, the Gemara says, my time, my, my time I had So why would Beishamai say about a, a, a chicken that's designated to lay eggs that it's possibly mutter, the egg, the egg is mutter on Yatav? So I'm Reb Nachman. Yeah, no, we're talking about a hen that you're holding to lay eggs. So the isle muksa isle noilad. And he's changing it. He's saying, no, the one who, the, the last isle muksa isle noilad. And the one who holds of a broad definition of muksa also holds of a broad definition of noilud. The lesley muksa, lesley noilud. So we're equating the two. Not like your havamina, where you said Rav Shimon could hold of uh, uh, could not could hold of a narrow definition of muksa and still would agree in noilud. No, he doesn't agree by noilud. He would argue by noilud too. So muksa, so so beishamik Rav Shimon, beishilik Rav Yehuda. That's what we're establishing. Okay. So beishilik, who's machmir, is going like Rav Yehuda. But the Gemara says, would Reb Nachman really say that Beis Hillel agrees with Reb Yehuda? Why? Because we learned in the Mishnah in Shabbos, hopefully you remember this Mishnah, we talked about you ate and you have the chicken bones and you have the nutshells on the table, right? So they no longer have a use. They don't have a use on Shabbos. So Beis says you want to clean off the table. They're not mux, so you can pick them up and remove them from the table, Okay. Because, um, why? Because since they have a use to feed them to your animals, so according to Reb Shimon, they're not muksa, and even though you didn't designate them for your animals beforehand, but again, he doesn't hold the muksa, and therefore you're allowed to pick them up, and Meshameh holds like him. Meshameh says, Mesalik is a tavla kula manara. You're not allowed to handle them directly. However, you're allowed to take another keli, which is the board that you ate on, right? And you could uh, sh- uh, basically lift it up, and in that way, the bones and shells will fall off. Now, Amr Reb Nachman, Reb Nachman said that that version is not correct. It's not true. Beishamai has to go like Reb Yehuda because they are machmir and they are the ones that are always assering handling of things on Shabbos. And Beis Hillel is the one that's matarit. So now, what do you see here? That he, Reb Nachman himself, is the one who said that Beis Hillel holds like Reb Shimon. So how can you tell me here that Beis Hillel holds like Reb Yehuda? Right, he's flipping. Tzimur says, answer you. When it comes to Shabbos, the Tana gave an anonymous Mishnah, and we know when, whenever Rabbi Yehuda Nasi gives us a Stam Mishnah, Allah is like a Stam Mishnah. He means to tell you that that's what Allah is like. So we have a Stam Mishnah that says the following. That's how we learned the Mishnah. 
This is also in Shabbos. You're allowed to cut up a gourd, like a pumpkin, in front of an animal on the Shabbos. And you're allowed to cut up a carcass, a dead animal, for dogs to eat. Now, the animal died on Shabbos. So what do you see? It's really Noilad. Yeah, and it wasn't fit to be given to your animals, right, to, to, to the dogs on Shabbos. Nevertheless, you're allowed to cut it up. It's not muksa. So that is the Stam Mishnah. And Maikim Law, and, and obviously that Tana hold, does, does not hold a muksa, can't be Reb Yehuda, because Reb Yehuda would tell you that's muksa as muksa as can be, and it's also, has to be it's Reb Shimon. And we know that the Allah is like Reb Shimon, so the Allah is like a Stam Mishnah, which means it's like Reb Shimon, and the Allah is always like Beis Hillel. So we can't be arguing. So it's got to be that's Reb Shimon and that's Beis Hillel. So Maikim Law, the Beis Hillel, Reb Shimon. We're going to say that Beis Hillel holds like Reb Shimon. Avol. But Yomtif, where we have another Stam Mishnah, but that Stam Mishnah regarding Yomtif is like Rabbi Yehuda, the Tanan, where do we have such a Mishnah later on in the Masechta? You're not allowed to chop down wood from beans, meaning you're not allowed to take beans from your house and chop them for wood because it's, um, you, you set it aside, Rashi says, for construction. Okay, so it's muksa. You're not allowed to split it. You're not allowed to take a beam that broke on Yantif and use it also, same thing. It was not, it was, um, um, it was not set aside, right? So, so once, once Yantif started, it was designated as a beam. It became muksa. Rabbi Yehuda holds, once an item becomes muksa, it doesn't lose that muksa status on Yantif. It retains it for the rest of Yantif, or Shabbos. So therefore, once it was, uh, once it was uh, uh, muksa, it remains muksa. So Rabbi Nachman's going to say that there, by, by Yantif, obviously the Allah is like Beis Hillel, and also it's a Stam Mishnah, which is like Rabbi Yehuda. We're going to have to say when it comes to Shabbos, Beis Hillel holds like Rabbi Shimon. When it comes to Yantif, Beis Hillel holds like uh, Rabbi Yehuda, and that's how we're going to explain our Mishnah. So the Gemara says, but Mechdi, let's see, who was the one who wrote the Mishnahs and made Stam Mishnahs? That's Rabbi Yehuda Nasi. Why do you put us in this predicament in the first place? Why are you flip-flopping? If you hold Islam books like Rabbi Shimon, say it by Shabbos and by Yantif. Why are you switching by Yantif to Rabbi Yehuda? And vice versa, if you hold like Rabbi Yehuda by Yantif, say like Rabbi Yehuda by Shabbos too. Why are you flip flopping? So Amri, they answered Shabbos, Shabbos, everyone knows, you're not allowed to do, you're not allowed to do Malacha. So we're not, we're less restrictive on Shabbos. It's a funny way of saying it, right? Shabbos is one of the most restrictive days. But we're less restrictive when it comes to muksa on Shabbos because people got the message. They know with Shabbos, you're not, allowed to, you're not going to come to lighting a fire. For enough, uh, you're not going to come to turning on a light. You're not going to come to, to cutting, writing. So therefore, we were able to be less restrictive with muksa. So Satsum like Rabbi Shimon to Mekel. Therefore, he was Mekel like Rabbi Shimon. Yantif to kill the Asnaz Zuzulibay. But Yantif, it's already relaxed, right? You'll have to cook. You're allowed to add add wood to an existing fire, you're allowed to shecht, right? So you're allowed to do all these things, oh, so you might say, oh, if we're going to relax on muksa, you might come to light a match, which you're not allowed, you're not allowed to start a fire, right? You're going to come to do things that are real malachas. So therefore, therefore he expanded, at least in another area, the area of muksa, to be like Rabbi Huda. So that's this far. What are you saying now? That the, that the Mishnah is that the hen, that the chicken is designated to lay eggs and Basila says it's muksa because uh, um, because the egg is muksa. Why are you, if that's correct, that you're saying that they're arguing over the status of the egg, that the egg is muksa, 
because it really comes down to whether they hold of muksa or not hold of muksa. So why you even come on to the egg? Argue about the chicken itself. The chicken itself really is going to determine what the status is with the egg. If you hold the muksa, the chicken's muksa. If you don't hold the muksa, the chicken's mater and the egg is mater. But why do you have to come to the case of the egg? Just deal with the chicken itself. That's the Gemara's kasha. So Gemara says, to Teach you the koicha b'shamay that the benoylet shari, that even a case of noylet, right, which we already, when we started this whole Gemara, we, we granted that noylet, even someone who holds that muksa is not such a big deal, would even hold of noilud, right? That noilud is more severe. And yet, so the Mishnah wants to teach you that not only, that, and nevertheless, even Beishamah will agree that the noilud is mutter. So the Gemara says, but let them better argue about by the chicken. Teach you that in a case of muksa, it's also even the egg, forget about noilud, that even the chicken itself, which has a use, right? Let's think about the chicken. It has a use, it just wasn't set aside for that use. The use is that you could kill it and eat it, but you didn't set aside. You said, you you had in mind this chicken is going to lay eggs for you, so it has a it has a um, use. And nevertheless, Basil still says it's awesome. Now, maybe you're going to say that we'd rather highlight someone who goes and makes heterim because that's that's better, right? Like I, I know whenever I ask Shilas about employee benefit plans, so so I call up a lawyer. A lot of lawyers will say it's not allowed. So my client will go, okay, but find me a guy who says that it's mutter. Let him find me a way to, to, say, to say it's prohibited, a prohibited transaction. I could do that. I don't need to call the lawyer. I could do it, right? A rav. Rav could, could answer anything in the world. Asr, asr. But to say mutter takes, takes a certain skill. So maybe that's why you wanted to highlight the, the machloikas by Ed to show you the koich hetera of Beis Shammai. But then let them argue in both cases. In other words, let them say, Tanagalis I made this legadel beim. He ubeit sasa beishami yom teharachel beishalach. Why are you only arguing about the egg? Why are you not arguing about the chicken and the egg? And you get to highlight both the chumra of beishalach and the kula of beishami. So el amaraba. So we fall off on that. So therefore, we come up with another explanation of Mishnah. No, we're talking about a chicken that you're going to eat. It's not muksa. It's a totally different machlekes. We're talking about when Yontif falls after Shabbos, and there is a concept of achana. So Rabba, it's called achanas Rabba. Rabba held that when, it, when you have Shabbos and Yontif, you have to do some achana for it on a weekday before. And if you're not going to do achana on the weekday before, you're going to prepare on a day before that's either Shabbos or Yontif, it's not going to work. The item's going to be uh, 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 not, not allowed. So if you come back to our case of the chicken, okay, so the Kasava Rabba, Rabba holds, that the egg that was laid yesterday is formed inside, I'm sorry, an egg that's laid today was formed yesterday. So, right, it's not, a, we're not arguing about the chicken, that's where I got confused. We're not arguing about the chicken. The chicken, of course, we're talking about the egg. The egg itself was prepared when? It wasn't prepared on a weekday. So we're talking about a case where it's a three-day yontif. First day of Erev Yontif is Shabbos. Let's think about Pesach, right? What? It's a... Come in near times, it's a two-day. I'm talking about in our, in our times, we call this a three-day Yontif. You have Shabbos, followed by Yontif. Shabbos followed by Yontif. So what happens is like this. The egg is laid by the chicken on Sunday, which is Yontif. When was that egg formed? The day before. The day before was Shabbos. Zakt Rabbah, when you prepare on Shabbos for Yontif, it's Moksa. It's also, you're not allowed to use it. You have to prepare on Friday for Yontif and Friday for Shabbos. Camp, you have to prepare on a weekday for Yontif. So therefore, since the egg was prepared for Yontif on Shabbos, it's going to be also, but that's the only case that according to Rabba would make sense because if it was prepared on the Yontif, uh, uh, on, on a regular Yontif, where the Erev Yontif is a weekday, 
It's fine, exactly. So that's What's the meaning of the puzzle? On the sixth day, they should prepare the man that they're going to bring. Right? It teaches you that you prepare on a weekday for Shabbos and you prepare on a weekday for Yomtev, but you can't prepare from one to the other. And since this egg is considered formed in the mother's body, prepared the day before, so now it's preparing from Shabbos to Yomtev. That's why it's also. According to you, you have to be Then an egg that doesn't fall on, that that's laid when it's not Sunday should be mutter. So why does it say Beishan al Yamtif? It should say Beishan al Yamtif. Be Rishain. So the Gemara says Rishim Yamtif Achas We're going to allow eggs on most Yom Tovim. Then the one out of six times that it falls out on Shabbos, you're going to that falls out on Sunday. Rather, you're going to forget. But the Gemara says, but Shabbos the Amatishtari. Fine. So that's only a problem for Yontif because Yontif can fall out on Sunday. Shabbos can't fall out on Sunday. Shabbos can only fall out on Shabbos, which means any egg that's laid on Shabbos was formed on Friday. So it was always formed on a weekday. So Gemara says, yeah, but there be from Shabbos Achi Yontif. Whatever, you have the other way. You have Yontif and then Shabbos, day, day of Shabbos after. So Gemara says, when we do we really make a, a, a Gezeira for Shabbos because of Yontif? But Vatayla, we learned in Ebraisa, if you shecht a chicken, and you find inside the eggs that are fully developed, mutaris achum biyam, to be allowed to eat them on yantif. Now, hold on a second. Vimisa, if you're worried that you, you're making xeris now for hachanas rabba, ligzabisham hanachtimis yadim biyamayan. We should also make a xeris on the eggs that, you, that, 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 are, that were laid properly. In other words, why are we allowing you to eat eggs that you. On a, on a right or on a day when you shech the mother. Well, here the eggs weren't laid. Here you get them from inside the mother. It has a different din because when you find them inside the mother, it's actually considered part of the mother. Once it's laid, now it's already not part of the mother. Like it's a separate. The, the yeah, exactly. Like a case of Menachai, or you have also when you shech an animal and you find inside, I forgot what that's referred to. It's a barpakua, barpakua, I think. I'm sorry, the only... Right, but if you shot an animal and you find inside the fetus, you'll have to eat the fetus no, without shechita. I think it's a barpakua, that's a yeah, barpakua, right? Yeah. So why don't we make a gzairah? So turn the page. Because that's different. Opening up the mother and finding the egg inside is very unusual. And therefore, we don't make gzairahs by unusual case. We're going to hold it here. So therefore, it's going to come out that on Shabbos in Yontif, even a regular Shabbos, regular Yontif, which doesn't have one or the other before it, you're not allowed to eat it. Why? Xera, maybe you will have a case where Shabbos is before Yontif, Yontif before Shabbos. But the case, we don't, why don't we extend the same Xera to an egg, that not only an egg that was laid, but an egg that was found inside the mother, because that's a case that's unusual. We don't make Xeras by unusual cases.